Hello, and welcome to the Natural Evolution Podcast, produced by Rebel Health Tribe. I'm Michael, and I'll be your host. Together, we will be hearing inspiring stories of healing and transformation, learning from some of the brightest minds in the world of functional medicine and holistic wellness, and exploring the world's best health-related products, services, tools, and resources. And we're live. I am here with this episode with my friend, Perko Newman. How are you? I'm fine, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just kind of, before we went on air, sharing our mess of the last however many months or years and commiserating on that. So uh, I think a lot of people out there uh, can relate in that the last couple of years have been strange at best. and extremely challenging, especially from the mental health side of things for pretty much everyone, whether they realize it or not. And before we get into that, I just want to do a little intro and then we can jump into to mental health and um, probably talk a little bit about the last couple of years and how this is impacting people. But for those who are unfamiliar with your show and your site and your work, uh, you are a journalist, entrepreneur, philanthropist who specializes in integrative mental health. Kirkland founded and runs the successful integrative mental health website, Mind Health 360, which provides free information and resources on integrative mental health and functional medicine psychiatry to those suffering from mental health issues, their friends, family, and health practitioners. She also founded and hosts the Mind Health 360 show, which is great and interviews leading integrative mental health practitioners from around the world. And I have to say, when I was in a really rough spot a few years ago, that I made it through like a pretty serious period of suicidal depression and anxiety and freeze and brain fog and all of that, I had four different people who didn't know each other recommend that I go to your site and listen to your podcast. So... Before, it was Dr. Kat Toops that actually introduced us, and that's how I meet pretty much all cool people these days. But before she actually introduced us, I was sent your way by a whole bunch of people, and your show is a great resource. So thank you for, for creating that. Thank you. And certainly so, the work that you do is amazing as well. Like your, you know, your webinars and your your sort of the summits are so incredible. And, and Kat, who is my go-to person for everything, Dr. Kat Toops always says to me, she's like, he has the best summits and, you know, they're so detailed and so information rich and they're amazing. So well done you. Thank you. And Kat is, uh, Kat's the one who knows everybody and seems to have multiple lives that she lives. And I don't know how she does everything that she does or has the time to do it, but yeah, she has been an incredible resource, not only for like information, but she's connected me to so many people and cool resources and things like that. So Kat, if you're listening to this, thank you. And so today, you know, you, your site and your show is focused on like an integrative approach or functional approach to mental health. So that's kind of where we should probably focus a conversation today. Although based on our earlier conversations, there's probably a lot of things we can talk about, but Let's focus on that and just, I guess, our audience is pretty familiar with the term functional medicine or integrative health, but maybe not in regards to mental health. I think that the mental health field is a little bit behind when it comes to 
compared to like the chronic disease world or the chronic pain world, like autoimmune conditions and things like that, functional medicine has made a bit more of an inroads there, it seems. And it's a little bit more prevalent and widespread. Whereas in the mental health field, we're talking psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, counselors. Um, it hasn't really gotten too far in there yet, it seems to me. Is that accurate? I think it is. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to start this resource was because there was a huge gap in the market. And when I, I mean, I started the resource after I had postpartum depression with both my children. So my children who are now 16 and 13, after each one, I had pretty bad postpartum depression, especially the second one. I was put on antidepressants. I was put on sleeping pills. I was given CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And I have to say, I had such a bad reaction to my antidepressants and to the sleeping pills. And yet, you know, I was given no alternative. And one of the things that really frustrated me is that I saw five different doctors, two psychiatrists, one obstetrician. Um, one GP, one endocrinologist, and I'm sure I saw a number of other people as well. And not one of them ever tested any of my biochemical functions, you know, so they'd ask me my symptoms and, you know, say, well, how are you feeling or how are you sleeping or whatever? And, and of course that's important, but not one of them ever said, let's do a thyroid test. Let's look at your hormones, you know, postpartum. Let's look at your omega-3 levels. Let's look at your vitamin B not one. And I was really stuck because my options were basically talk therapy and antidepressants. I didn't want to be on antidepressants, but I ended up taking them because I was so desperate. And I had a very bad reaction to them in the sense that I, I got stuck on them. I mean, I couldn't get off these antidepressants. And I was on them for six months and I gradually weaned myself off by the skin of my teeth. My psychiatrist didn't want me to come off. And I kept saying, well, you know, I've never been on antidepressants before. Why am I on them now? You know, and she said, well, you know, you'll be on them indefinitely. And to me, this just did not make sense. And so I went on my own journey of weaning off my antidepressants with huge rebound insomnia, rebound panic attacks which, you know, I'd say it took me about two and a half to three years to then regulate my own nervous system, whereby I wasn't having panic attacks and I wasn't having insomnia. And in fact, these antidepressants and coming off them had made all those symptoms much, much worse. And so it took me a long time after that, not only to regulate my own physiology, but also to figure out what was actually happening, what was going on. And I discovered all these you know, you can call them alternative. I won't call them alternative, but I discovered functional medicine. Um, I live in London, but that was an American phenomenon. And in fact, it took me to Belgium. I went to Belgium to see Thierry Hertog, who's the hormone sort of maverick. And I worked with Dr. Sarah Gottfried in San Francisco. And I discovered these people who were in this world of functional medicine. And to me, this opened my eyes because I thought, oh my goodness, you know, this is incredible. Why has no one told me about this? Why, why do I not know about this? Why was the go-to reaction for me, antidepressants and sleeping pills and a bit of CBT? And nobody told me about the fact that actually I have a hormone imbalance. 
I have, you know, heavy metal toxicity. I have a gluten intolerance. I have very bad gut dysbiosis. And in fact, I have adrenal burnout. You know, it really had very little to do with postpartum depression, but I'd had a series of events in my life leading up to having my kids, which tipped me over the edge, essentially. And so I had very high cortisol. I had very low DHEA. I had, you know, very pronounced imbalances, which I was then able to discover and work through with nutritionists, with functional medicine doctors. But it took me three years and I had to go on my own journey. And I realized there was this huge gap in the market that people needed to know about this, that people needed to know that there was a thing called functional medicine that looks at the root cause of what's, you know, causing the imbalances in your mood. And that there was a root cause explanation. And for me, this was fairly obvious because, you know, I'd never really had, I mean, I'd suffered from anxiety before, but I'd never had, you know, major depression until I had my kids. And so to me, okay, there was a lifestyle, the fact of having kids, which changes your life completely, but there was definitely something biochemical about the whole thing. And so to come back to your question, because I've rambled a little bit. I discovered that really there was a real gap in the market that people didn't know about functional medicine. They didn't know about integrative mental health. And I felt that we were really in the dark ages when it came to mental health in the sort of middle ages, you know, where you're offered an antidepressant, a sleeping pill and some cognitive behavioral therapy, if you're lucky. And the CBT helped to an extent, but I now know so much more about different therapies, somatic therapies, nervous system therapies, which I think are so much more effective when it comes to regulating the nervous system and when it comes to dealing with childhood trauma and adverse childhood experiences, which are, you know, often rear their heads when you have kids, for instance, for the first time. And so I wanted to create this resource because I wanted other people not to have to go through what I had to go through, which was three years of spending time, money. You know, I went all over the place. I went to France. I went to Belgium. I went to San Francisco. I went to Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, I went to all these different places, Chicago, to try and find solutions to my mental health problems. And I found them, but it took me a long time me a lot of money, a lot of effort. And I wanted to distill all that learning in this website, MindTel360, so that other people don't have to go through what I went through. And then the idea of a show started as well, because there's so many wonderful leading lights out there of whom Kat Toops, for instance, who I always call the godmother of functional medicine. But there's some other incredible people out there doing fantastic things in functional medicine. And it's about giving them a voice and bringing them to a more mainstream audience so that people can take that shortcut and not have to learn the hard way, sort of like I did, about functional medicine for mental health. And just to finally circle back to your question, I think, as you say, very rightly, functional medicine is much more prevalent in terms of chronic disease, whether it's cancer, diabetes, or autoimmune conditions. And less so when it comes to mental health, people don't necessarily think, oh, you know, mental health, you know, should, has a fix through functional medicine. But to me, mental health is one of the most important areas that lends itself well to functional medicine and root cause diagnosis and treatment. Because to me, that's really the essence of functional medicine is that you're looking at the root cause of disease and you're providing treatments of those root causes. 
And, you know, we're so told that depression and anxiety that we don't know what causes them. Well, actually, we do know what causes them. And it's not always the same thing. It's personal on a case-by-case basis, but we can figure out exactly what is causing your depression or your anxiety. And it's usually not one thing. It's going to be a basket of different things. You know, it could be toxicity, like mold toxicity. It could be nutritional imbalances. It could be hormone imbalances. You know, it could be childhood trauma. And the key, the fascinating thing to me about functional medicine for mental health is that you're a detective trying to put together all the things that are impacting your mental health that are causing these mental health symptoms. And it can be done. And to me, it's absolutely the new frontier of mental health. And it needs to be mainstream because it's the one way that you can sustainably fix people's mental health. And that's not an overpromise. I mean, I've seen functional medicine fix people's mental health instead of having people for years and years in their whole life on an antidepressant or a sleeping pill, you can actually fix people's mental health problems. Thank you for sharing all of that story. And I found that it's pretty common that people who create things like resources and shows and books and practices and tools and resources, nine times out of 10, it's out of necessity and it's out of their own experience. And it's like, I just did all this research to figure out all this stuff for myself. What do I do with this information? And it seems there's a certain type of person who immediately their brain flips and says, well, I have to put this for everybody else. Like, because the learning curve is steep, especially in, you know, and and you coming from, from the UK, you mentioned that when you first started your journey, the functional medicine was pretty much a, an American phenomenon. And now it's, more so in Europe than it was in other parts of the world, but it's still much more difficult to access over on this side uh, than it is over there. And resources like this can be extremely helpful for individuals who, you know, somebody told you, you had no idea that this was even a thing and somebody told you, and now your show and your site have been that somebody for you know, a lot of people, I, I, like I said, four people sent me to it when I was really struggling. And they said, I, I know you probably know a lot of this stuff, but there might be things on there you don't know. And everything's free too. I mean, you have a lot of content there and the show itself is one aspect of it, but it's an incredible resource. And I, it's unfortunate that we have to go through the things that we go through to figure out, you know, what we figure out in order to create the the platform or the show or the gift or the product or the thing that people create out of their, their own suffering. But it's always beautiful to see that something does come out of it. And regarding, there's a lot to unpack in, in your story and what you shared, but when, when, what timeline are we looking at? When did you first start? When did you first start the, the website? And when was this, you know, your, your two to three year journey with learning about functional medicine, integrative health with mental health focus. How long ago was this? So it was actually in 2010, 2011. That's when I had my postpartum depression. And I would say that I started to figure things out in 2011, 2012. I went to the 
there's a wonderful conference called IMMH, Integrative Mental uh, Medicine for Mental Health, and they do a very good job. Every year they have a conference on mental health, Integrative Medicine for Mental Health. And there was one in 2012 in Chicago, which I went to, and that was sort of my first foray into this, this stuff. And ironically, I mean, I have to mention this, it's slightly embarrassing, but I mean, somebody gave me a book by Susan Summers, of all people, called Breakthrough. And she's the one who talked about Thierry Hertog and hormones and your circadian rhythms. And so I got on a train and went to see this guy, you know, and I mean, there was a lot of that, a lot of, you know, running around and trying to figure things out for the next three years. I then, what I really wanted to do was I had the idea of this website in my mind, but I thought I had to go back and do a master's in science journalism first because I wanted to do a movie about mental health and the way, you know, it's done in the West, essentially. And I ended up working for the Bureau of Investigative Journalism here on said drugs, so Zofacone and Zolpiderm. And I was... At one point, I sort of thought, well, instead of pursuing the bad guys and pursuing the pharmaceuticals, you know, and trying to deconstruct what they're doing, let's put together a resource that's more positive, you know. And so that's when I started to work in the background since 2012, but then I launched the website in 2018. And I did a soft launch in 2018, which was very well received. And I had people from around the world come to me and say, wow, this is amazing. And so I thought, okay, this is important. It's, it's, you know, it's having an impact. Then I did a second soft launch in 2019. And then I launched the podcast in 2020, each time around March, February. And it's just gradually grown and grown and grown. And now, you know, I have... Think things are growing, and there I get a lot of emails from people saying, you know, thank you so much. Can you give us further resources? And it's exciting because I feel that things are shifting. And I also have a database of practitioners on there to help link you to the best practitioners. And they're sort of handpicked, they're vetted by my research assistant, Laura. And she keeps a very close eye on who's doing what around the world in integrative mental health. And so I think that's a great resource because a lot of the time people just don't know where to go for this type of thing. And since the whole COVID thing and the whole Zoom thing, you know, you can see a doctor in California, even if you're in America, in uh, London, or you can, you know, see somebody in Germany. I mean, there's some good people in Germany. So it really, you know, I think it's really important to have the right resources and and to, to provide people with the right resources. Because as you point out, in England, we're a little bit behind the curve. We're getting there, but we're definitely behind the curve, especially when it comes to the how advanced you guys are in America. Yeah, and your practitioners, uh, I was on there this morning, there's like 500 of them. So... There's a lot of options out there, and there wouldn't have been 500 of them 10 years ago. So it is definitely growing. And what I've noticed, I love resources like this that kind of bridge the gap because I started in nutrition and fitness and like the functional medicine side of like supplements and physical health stuff. 
And in the last few years, I've transitioned more towards the mental and emotional and spiritual and energetic side of things, like doing more somatic therapy and trauma work and energetic healing and things like that. And I noticed that a lot of functional, even in the functional medicine, but definitely in conventional medicine, but even amongst functional medicine practitioners, there's, there's a big gap in their understanding of certain things from the other side, like trauma and how things are stored in the body and like the non-physical aspects of some of this stuff. And then when I switch sides, I keep using the word sides, but there really is no side to healing. But when I switched sides, um, I learned that amongst therapists and counselors and healers and people on that side, that there's the same gap in understanding on how things like nutrition or labs or hormones or neurotransmitters or lifestyle or any of that affects the mental health and the emotional health of their clients. And both sides want to help the people, but I noticed that the functional, even the functional medicine people, a lot of them didn't know how to address some of the things that you need somebody from the other side to look at. And the people on the other side didn't know how to, didn't have any idea that, oh, maybe if I suggest to my client that they don't eat fast food or go to bed at a reasonable time or, you know, whatever, get outside or go for walks or do whatever the thing is, that the treatments we're doing for their depression or the therapy we're doing is going to be more effective. And so I'm also kind of in the world of trying to like mush these two things together and make them talk to each other and see each other. And when you scan through your list of guests on your show, you see people from both sides. And like, cause I saw Stephen Porges on there who would be, you know, all the way on one kind of talking about polyvagal and nervous system stuff. But then you have straight functional medicine people. But then I saw recently you interviewed a meet who I actually interviewed last week as well who kind of bridges, he's an ND that also knows family constellations, which would be completely on the other side. And so it's kind of going back to the roots of traditional healing in a sense, because the healer didn't used to be compartmentalized. Like it wasn't like there was the, cause in our culture now there's the, the gastroenterologist and the neurologist and the endocrinologist and the rheumatologist. And everybody has this like super narrow focus and i've done some studying of traditional healing and traditional healing cultures and the healer used to be the doctor and the therapist and the the spiritual teacher and the you know and that's encompasses all aspects of healing versus you know just one and so i i feel like your your platform really bridges uh, a lot of areas that I think is essential. Like I, I think whether someone's dealing with a physical health condition that's not producing mental health symptoms, there's going to be a component on the other side as well. And if they, you know, like I saw you said, did you want to say something to that? Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I'm just in such agreement with what you're saying. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting because I, one of my biggest bugbears and one of my biggest passions in life mm-hmm. is to bridge these two worlds, you know, and it's not just two worlds, it's three or four worlds. And one of my biggest 
criticisms really of, of most practitioners is that they're too siloed. And I mean, God knows in mainstream medicine, we know they're too siloed, but even in the world of integrative mental health, they can get too siloed as well. So, you know, it's interesting because a straight functional medicine doctor may not be well-versed in the whole nervous system and in trauma, as you say. And so they get obsessed with if it's Lyme disease or is it mold toxicity or is it, you know, nutritional deficiency. So they really hone in on the biochemical, but often the biochemical is a downstream result from childhood trauma or from nervous system dysregulation or from, you know, a sort of adverse childhood experience. And so And it's fascinating because, in fact, my boyfriend runs a trauma clinic called Chiron Clinics. And one of the things I'm always, and they do fantastic work. They're the first polyvagal informed clinic, in fact, in the world. And he works closely with Stephen and and the polyvagal theory. But what we're trying to do now is to bring in a functional medicine nutritionist, you know, to try and add that dimension because, you know, they could have somebody in there and you could do as much therapy as you want, but if there's a B12 imbalance or a zinc imbalance, or if there's a high copper, low zinc, or if there's a, you know, some sort of blaring, blaring nutritional deficiency, you can do as much therapy as you want, but the person will have a really hard time getting well, essentially. And so this is my sort of bugbear is how do you make sure that all these centers and all these doctors and all these practitioners are well-versed in all these modalities and they cover all the bases. They cover the biochemicals. They they can look at the nutritional and the hormones and the toxicity and the inflammation and the infections, but they're also well-versed in the psycho-spiritual. And so they're well-versed in nervous system and trauma and adverse childhood experiences and somatic healing, it's EMDR, et cetera. And let's not forget, because I always talk about the three areas, the lifestyle behavioral, because that's also key. I mean, you know, a poor lifestyle, poor behavioral patterns, poor life habits, can then lead to biochemical imbalances, you know? And so it's really important to look at all three areas. And I think too few practitioners, clinics, people, even in the world of integrative mental health or functional medicine, don't encompass that 360 approach, partly because it's hard to do. You know, it's hard to cover all those bases. It's hard to be so well-versed in all those areas. But it's vital, I think, for sustainable healing. I'd like to briefly interrupt this conversation to let everyone know that we've got a free downloadable Foundations of Wellness Starter Kit. It's available for you right now over at www.rebelhealthtribe.com backslash foundations. If you'd like a little help organizing and implementing all your learning from this podcast, A gift from our team over at Rebel Health Tribe, producers of this show. And now, back to your episode. I absolutely agree. And I think that that's why a lot of people on either side, whether it's somebody suffering from a chronic illness of some kind, and they've tried the supplements, and they've tried the protocols, and they've done the diet, and they've done, you know, the lifestyle changes, and the needle has moved. 
but they still have, you know, reoccurring symptoms or relapses or regressions or whatever, you need to look at the other side. You need to look at the trauma, at the nervous system, at these kind of things that even intergenerational stuff, which Amit probably talked about recently, but you need to look over there. And I think that compared to where it was at a few years ago, trauma is like the biggest buzzword in functional medicine right now. So I'm pretty sure that things are kind of turning the corner on that side. And then if you're a therapist or a counselor out there, you're somebody who's struggled with a lot of mental health issues and you've only seen conventional talk therapists or you've only done even somatic therapy, which is great, or like the, the other family constellation, all that stuff is wonderful. But if you've done a lot of that and it's moved the needle, but you haven't seen the results or you still are struggling with some, you know, unexplained anxiety or depression, like you got to talk to somebody on the other on the other side and nobody's going to be like a world-class expert in all of these things across the board but i think almost forcing them to have networks of people that training them enough so that they can identify when it's necessary to bring in somebody who specializes in something else they don't have to know how to do it like you don't have to know like if you're a practitioner out there like a health practitioner you don't need to learn how to do somatic therapy or trauma release stuff or any of these things you just need to be able to identify the people who need it and then have a network to refer them to. And, you know, the platform I've been involved with building for the last few years, we're doing something similar to like what you've created with your practitioner database there. And the effort is to, to force that, that marriage, like to, to bring the people together and put them in the same room and give each side enough education so that they can identify when that's necessary and to like, to really understand it. I mean, therapists and counselors who don't know anything about nutrition and functional medicine, if you teach that to them, if you tell them like, hey, did you know that a copper imbalance can present with anxiety? Or if your patient or client has a copper IUD and they're presenting with these symptoms, there's a chance that this is a copper talk. Oh, it's, it's, it's not willful ignorance. It's that nobody's ever told them these things. And of course they want to help people. And my my mother-in-law actually is a is a therapist and an art therapist and some other types of therapy and she's been a therapist for 30 years and when i started dating my now wife and her mom started listening to our webinars and our stuff she didn't know any of this stuff at all like none of it not even the basics and was like what do you mean if i don't eat this does it change my mood and but then she ran into like scope of practice issues and she wasn't allowed with her license to talk about nutrition. And so that's a whole nother thing in the system that gets to change. But she was blown away and immediately was like, can I share your website with my clients because they need to learn these things? And I'm like, yes, please do because their outcomes will improve. And so I really see a lot of synergy with what we've been trying to do and what you've created and the more the merrier, like the more people that are doing this stuff and the more people introducing the interwoven nature of physical disease and mental health and like biochemistry with trauma, with hormones, with nutrient deficiencies, with intergenerational things, with energy, with whatever, like it's, it's going to help more people feel better faster. I agree. And I mean, one of the, one of my big sort of pet peeves is a sort of closed mindedness in the traditional mainstream psychiatry world, which 
I think it's all very well if you say, okay, well, you know, there's a whole world out there that I don't know, and I I can, you know, get help from my friends, or I can, you know, have a network where I can call on a trauma person or a hormone person. But there's a sort of arrogance that comes with a lot of psychiatry, especially I think in the UK, but probably in the US as well, where it's sort of their way or the highway. And I experienced this firsthand and I find this quite frustrating because, you know, people are lost and they're struggling and they need help. And often they're told, you know, well, all this stuff is snake oil and, you know, nutrition doesn't really have an impact on your moods and just take your pills, you know, and there is a little bit of that going on. Now there are some fantastic psychiatrists who are very forward thinking and who are not at all of that ilk. And I think they're the younger generation and that's coming, but, you know, I think it's really important you know, my dream would be that you go into a psychiatrist's office and you're offered a stool test or you're offered a blood test or you're offered a urine test, you know, to test your hormones and to test your nutritional levels, et cetera. And I think that will be the future. I mean, I really do believe that one day that will be what happens in the psychiatrist's office, you know, that you will have the biochemical aspects be, be tested. But at the moment, you know, too many times there's a sort of closed mindedness about, okay, well, you know, just take your pills, take your antidepressants. We don't know what's causing your problems. And it has nothing to do with what you're eating. It has nothing to do with, you know, I mean, there's enough, the the frustrating thing is there is enough research out there now on nutritional psychiatry, on the gut-brain connection. There's a ton of research. And, but I think part of the problem is it's still not taught enough in medical school. Nutrition is still a very short shrift topic when it comes to medical school. And there is a sort of, you know, a lot of the research is kept very separate from, from practice for some reason, you know, especially when it comes to the gut brain connection. Partly because, you know, I interviewed um, a wonderful gastroenterologist called Emron Meyer. And he was saying, you know, even though there are thousands and thousands and thousands of papers on the gut-brain connection, a lot of it is animal studies. And so they haven't done them in human studies. And so there's still a lot of uncertainty around the research, even though the research is there, but it's not necessarily there in the way that we want it to be there in the way it should be there in humans, you know, yet. And so I think there's a little bit of a cliff in terms of timing and, you know, the research catching up to the practice and the right type of research catching up to the practice. But it's my firm belief that in 10 years, you know, things will be completely different in the world of psychiatry and psychiatry will have come much more towards an integrative functional medicine way of doing things because it's the only way to sustainably heal people. I mean, it's that simple, frankly. And to me, it's just a matter of time. And we're sort of the pioneers pointing this out. And there are a lot of pioneers practicing this, but still it's a relatively small number compared to, you know, the mainstream essentially. Yeah. I think I live in a little bit of a bubble and I don't engage much with psychiatrists. It's mostly counselors or therapists, psychology, like other types of coaches and healers and practitioners. With our work, we haven't even begun trying to crack that barrier. And I've also never seen a psychiatrist. Like even when I was struggling, I went to therapists and counselors. Like I didn't go see a psychiatrist 
at any point. So I'm sure as a child, I would have been put on ADD medication and stimulants. And then for most of my adult life, I would have been given benzodiazepines or some sort of SSRIs alternating or both or who knows for most of my adult life. And I just, I never did it. I never went. I never talked to any of them. I almost considered it three or four years ago when I was, and I was knocking it. Sometimes the medication saved people's lives. So I'm not saying that medications are always bad. I'm not saying always avoid medications. I'm just speaking from my own experiences. I have very, very little experience either personally or even with the platforms we're creating, uh, dealing with psychiatrists specifically. And for those out there who don't know the difference, psychiatrists have prescription rights. They're like the MDs of the, they are the MDs of the mental health world where psychologists more study the mind and, and psychology. And therapists and counselors can be psychiatrists, can be MDs, but oftentimes, at least in my experience, are more like LMFT in the US or some other uh, licensure. So that even in itself, could probably somebody could do a show just breaking down who's what within the mental health world and what the professions and the titles are. Because when we say psychiatrist, some people might just lump that in with everybody who deals with mental health things. Psychiatrists are those doctors with prescription rights who work with mental health. So, yeah, and I guess they'd probably be the last ones to kind of move in a more integrative way, too, because they're also receiving the same education that most conventional MDs are. And most of that can be traced back to drug companies. And so I think the younger generation of doctors, and I would guess psychiatrists as well, are probably more open to different things. And the old guard is still kind of hanging on to what they were taught in school 35 years ago. And there's a natural evolution that happens there that um, takes its course and things change, but usually kicking and screaming and holding on to the, the previous ways. I think that's true. And I mean, some of my biggest heroes are psychiatrists, you know, who have sort of in, incorporated a more integrative approach, like Dr. Kat Toops, who is a, you know, board certified psychiatrist, Dr. Akina Stein, Dr. Mary Ackerley, you know, these are very, very accomplished, very credible, very reputable, extremely highly educated psychiatrists. And, and yet they have taken the extra trouble of getting functional medicine certified as well and doing a whole nother certification, you know, to add that whole integrative dimension to their bow. And to me, they're the, the most incredible healers because they have access to the entire toolbox. You know, they can prescribe SSRIs if necessary or benzos if necessary or whatever antipsychotic if necessary. But that, that's not necessarily they get their go-to. And so they'll use drugs more as a sort of symptom stabilizer, you know, while they try to get to the root cause using functional medicine. And to me, that's the most powerful combination is that they have the ability to do that. And they have the credibility to do that because there's a bit of snobbery also, especially in the UK, you know, are you a psychiatrist or an MD? And if you are great, you know, then you're God. If you're not, if you're a therapist or, or a sort of a counselor, then, you know, you're, you're, you have less sway, you're less credible and it shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately it's the way it sort of is. And so 
hats off to the psychiatrists who are functional medicine doctors who are pioneering this because it really is a sort of wild west and it's a pioneering thing that they're doing. And to me, it's the future of psychiatry and it's really important. And I wish more, more people, and I think you're right. I think the younger generation, more people are going into that direction. And I certainly know a few in the UK who are training in functional medicine Dr. Pratima Singh is one of them. She's fantastic, but she's one of the only ones, you know. So, but, you know, hopefully there will be more soon. Yeah, I think there will be. And I didn't mean to throw an entire profession under the bus there. And I know a few of those people as well. So I've interviewed Dr. Stein as well, probably introduced by Kat since everyone I know I get introduced by Kat. But, and given their access and there's certain things that we almost need psychiatrists to be the trailblazers with in order to make the big shifts in the system. Because, you know, your the credential and the clout and the credibility and the connections within the system. And, you know, they would put with them the insurance situation in this country or in the US. I keep forgetting I'm not there anymore, but they put with them the insurance system and everything else. And then in in countries like the UK or here in Italy, they're the ones within the medical system too. Like they're the ones within the, the government run health system. And so they need to push for the changes of how things are done and what's covered from within the system. Otherwise the system doesn't change. And then the only care that most people can get or afford, which is included in their health program is the conventional standard of care with the drugs and no sort of integrative health. And that's what a lot of people probably can relate to who are listening to this either in Europe or Canada. In the US, you're just used to your insurance company saying no to everything. But outside of there, you know, the changes of the system need to come from those within the system. And the psychiatrists in this example are the ones within the system, just like the MDs on the functional medicine side are the ones within the system. It's not going to be a bunch of naturopaths that change the national health system or the insurance system in the U.S. It's going to be MDs who, who do it. And so- it, is. it is. I agree. Although I would also say one of my big bugbears also is making sure that people, the end user, demand better care. And that's why I think programs like what you're offering and what I'm offering are so important because they're platforms to educate the consumer and the end user. Mm-hmm. And to empower the end user and say, you know, there is another way and go to your doctor and ask for this other way. And I think it's by having a groundswell of patients and their friends and their family saying, hey, we want better care and we want this type of care. And that's also going to shift the system because it's going to put pressure on on the system, on doctors, on insurance companies to provide this type of health. Because you know, I think it's becoming more and more obvious that this is the only way really for sustainable healing to happen. And I think people are becoming more and more educated about this and they're demanding sort of better care from their doctors. And I think that's really important too. For sure. And I know we're almost out of time. I want to just hit before we leave, where do people go to check out your site and, and what are they going to find there. Now there's the shop, there's a practitioner listing. What else What else are they going to find there? I want to make sure that we actually hit all the bases on that instead of us just going back and forth on agreeing grants. So it's 
Just yeah. drop all the, the info, please. Thanks so much, Michael. So it's uh, www.mindhealth360.com. And there are various different parts. I hope I can even remember the parts, but basically you can type in your symptoms and see what sort of, you know, symptoms you might have. And then there's a list of possible contributors. So things that might be contributing to your symptoms that you may have never thought of, like inflammation, infections, toxins, you know, nutritional deficiencies, et cetera. And then there's a number of solutions. So there are three sections, and then you can go to the solutions, depending on what you think might be contributing to your mental health. Then there are a whole number of solutions that you can explore. There is also the podcast show. So the Mind Health 360 show, there's the database of practitioners. So if you want to work with an integrative uh, functional medicine practitioner, you can type in, it's quite well organized. You can look by country, by discipline, by um, symptom, etc. Um, there's some blogs, some inspiration. There are some good movies on their quotes. And so it really is a sort of encyclopedia of integrative mental health and a, a, a good resource to start really about thinking about, okay, what might be contributing to my mental health that I haven't thought of and how can I get help, you know, either from doing my own research, sort of a self-help type thing, or being put in touch with a fantastic practitioner who can help me. So yeah, it's it's like a one-stop shop. I mean, there's there's tons of education. There are a lot of excellent episodes of the show. There's the whole solution section, the resources, like there's a lot of stuff there. It's pretty much whatever you're gonna look for, you're gonna find. And I'm just amazed you put together this many functional medicine practitioners in one place. I've been scrolling through it and I know. I personally know at least, I don't know, 30 of them that I've seen. And there's, they're all over the place. So, I mean, I'm seeing some in the UK, some in the US, all over the US. There's one, Naperville, I used to live in that town in Illinois. And then Titus, I see. So yeah, there's all kinds of people in here and it's a great resource. The show's good. I have enjoyed the episodes that I've listened to quite a bit. And she have excellent guests who I may have to fish for at some point. And yeah, just thank you so much for turning your own experience and struggles into a resource that's helped so many people and will continue to help so many people because, which we didn't get into, our collective mental health has not, that situation has not gotten any easier the last couple of years. So we need more resources like this and places for practitioners to be seen for what they're doing, as well as helping the individuals who need them to find them. So Thank you so much and love to connect again and we can do some more, some more rants and some more statements on how we wish things were. Well, Michael, thank you so much. I mean, you are a powerhouse in the world of mental health and the world of functional medicine. So well done. Keep up the great work and really look forward to collaborating and connecting again. You're great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And that wraps up another episode of the Natural Evolution Podcast. Thanks for listening, and please check out the links in the show notes below to learn more about our guests and grab your free downloadable Foundations of Wellness Starter Kit, which will help you implement what you're learning here and make powerful shifts in your health and your life right away. Just go to www.rebelhealthtribe.com 
backslash foundations, and you can be started in only a few minutes. If you enjoy the show, please drop a rating, review, or subscribe to stay in the loop with future releases.